1: So stop the fog machines and clear
2: the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast
3: that's nearly the same as all the others.
4: Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th, and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys.
5: Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Universal After Dark. I am Nick um, and I'm joined by nobody because this is the first of uh, a few episodes of content we've got coming up from Amanda's current trip. ...where she's enjoying everyone's favourite Halloween season... ...Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Uh, this episode is about a Q&A event that took place recently... ...where um, people were asking questions and getting answers... ...hence the Q&A, about Halloween Horror Nights. So, I've not been able to listen back to this audio yet... ...and I cannot wait to listen to this episode... ...and I hope you'll enjoy it as well. So, thank you for listening... And there'll be a new episode of Universal After Dark coming out towards the end of the week, and that one will have audio from this year's houses. Please enjoy.
6: How it has affected people that come. There is a, a fandom that is a part of Halloween Horror Nights that is no less passionate as as any other like film franchise. They're this amazing group of people that have, in some cases, grown up with the event or are so enthralled with what we're able to do
3: that they have made it part of their lives. You spend months and months and months designing all of this, but really the actors are the final ingredient. Once they come onto the set and we start training them, we get to see them bring it all to life, and that's always a lot of fun.
4: Watching the guests as they would enter the house, um, seeing their reactions as they walk through. They're able to be a part of movies, be a part of their favorite nightmares. Seeing people
7: uh, react to those characters and those moments from the movie that they grew up with uh, is something that I'm really excited to see.
3: Watching the opening scenes at the front gate of the park, seeing thousands and thousands of people rush in to enjoy the event.
2: Favorite fan experience is actually backstage when we're doing fittings with the performers. They are just crazy horror movie fans, and they're really excited to be here, so that
3: kind of makes me happy. Some of my favorite memories as a scare actor are things you never expect. Say the guy is six and a half feet tall, but you never expect him to be using that girlfriend that's five feet tall as a shield. A lot of times they (laughs) will come through, try to give the girlfriend an extra scare. They'll point towards her, kind of secretly behind them, you know, get her, get her, and as you're coming in to go for the girlfriend, you're ready to go. Drop a six-and-a-half-foot guy to the floor. You know, it makes you feel kind of good about yourself. <laughs> Groups are friends with me, and they are so scared they have to hide behind me. Just to see their their fear brings joy to me. <laughs>
7: my boyfriend and I ended up in the front of the pack, and this particular one had the tunnel word and that the way the effect happened, it completely caught me off guard so much that I remember falling and screaming, and my boyfriend trying to drag me and pull me up, It uh, it was embarrassing and horrifying
3: We'll hide buttons through the park You know, a little gag that will squirt water into the park Or or, or a button that'll shoot air To the back of somebody's neck While they're going through the house And we don't tell people where those are That's probably my favorite thing It's all the little hidden Easter eggs that we do For the fans So the fans can come back and they can look for that stuff
2: guys very much for making the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, a couple of things. First, if you haven't already, please go ahead and silence your cell phones so we don't interrupt anybody. Uh, uh, speakers, have microphones, we're going to you guys just to shout out. The, of course, portion of the acoustics are really good, so it's really easy to hear. Let's try to make it uh, any harder. Number two, please, uh, we're going to keep this just for ourselves, okay? Let's be selfish. No, no videos, no photos. Let's just make it an intimate kind of personal experience for all of us. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, and uh,
2: last but not least, when we get done, we are going to take you as one big group down to the Trick-or-Tree house. Ooh. Oh! And then for the rest of the general public, oh. however, the trigger tree is a trigger House. If you don't like it, it's just when we get back there, our staff folks—you'll see them here the dark blue shirts and the khaki or shorts or tops—let them know when you get back there that you'd like to go to a different house in the back one that might already be open. Uh, dead exposure or water cinema the open
1: Rock and roll, horror in your face, spectacle.
3: We our guests to feel as if they've left the real world behind and now they're living a horror movie. So it's
6: pretty intense. We build 360 degree environments. Every nook and cranny is designed to scare the living daylights out of our guests. Doing masks and makeup,
1: we are the visual. We get to bring the horrors to life. This is where all the bad stuff happens.
6: Our sound, the lighting, special effects scenic in decor, core, characters, all come together with an amazingly horrific marriage that makes up what Halloween horror Nights lost to be. And that's completely terrifying. Yes. Hello everybody, welcome to <clears throat>
8: I could do that all night long. All right, everybody, uh, quick introductions. My name is Blake Braswell, I'm show director for the Scare Zones this year. Oh. I'm uh, Nick Collins, I'm a senior scenic
1: designer with Art and Design. I work with this gentleman to design all the Scare Zones and I did I did Carnage of I uh, uh,
0: Slaughter
7: Cinema, one house, so yeah. and Woe House, I I'm Dylan Kohler, I'm an Associate Designer with the Art and Design Department. Uh, this year, I worked with all these guys on a whole bunch of different things, but my main project was
0: the Stranger Things house. We were like chopped liver after that.
8: You're awesome this year. Yes. So, so this thing today that we're doing, uh, we've got like a couple little short video stuff. We'll show that kind of introduce even more of the creatives that are working on everything, Um, and we'll kind of talk about the concept and design and, and how it is we bring everything to life. Uh, and just take a ton of Q's and A's. You got Q's? We got A's. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the only thing we're not allowed to talk about is money and what we're doing next year. Oh. Um, <laughs> Unless you got money to give us. Yes. <laughs> <you got laughs> financial <laughs> donations. <laughs>
8: uh, so I think we'll start first. We'll do a video introduction to all the creatives. And then we'll step back over here to start answering some questions.
1: Alright? Let's see if this works. Click it. Alright. All right. Let's walk
6: I grew up with this event, my dad and I. This was like our annual tradition. I was terrified. But I loved every single second of it. Halloween Horror Nights invites our guests to go through our front gate and be transported into a living horror film we have the amazing task of recreating films and TV shows that people know and love, but we also need to create characters and environments that people haven't seen before. Being that we're here situated in Hollywood,
3: not only do we get to take advantage of the entire theme park, but the movie studio as well. The Psycho House, the Bates Motel, the plane crash set from War of the Worlds. The most challenging part of Halloween Horror Nights is just
6: the enormousness of this event. It starts small on the table, writing ideas down. We'll do characters, we'll do environments, we'll build our mazes in digital form, and we can literally walk through them. All that will get collected in a treatment, and we will roll that out to all the teams within entertainment. It's written from a guest
3: POV. It's everything that see, hear, smell in some cases, but it also has a very, very detailed technical breakdown of every single element from scenic construction, props and dressing, makeup, costumes, special effects,
6: and they all have to work together. A maze is built on cause and effect scenario. We want our guests to feel like they're in control, when in fact, we have them from the moment they walk into one of these stages to the moment that they leave. And they're ours. So we're here inside one of the first rooms in our Dead Waters Louisiana Bayou Maze. And the facade for this is a sunken riverboat. So the first room, we wanted to keep that illusion going of this maze sinking into the ground. So we built this first room on an angle. So that as our guests are walking through, they're off kilter. Their equilibrium is messing with them. So they're easy for the scare. Boom, right here, one of our swamp zombies is going to get them. And as they continue to move forward, they're moving through these curtains. They're encountering all the scenic and decor. And right here, (laughs) as another one of our swamp zombies comes through. walking into an environment that you started on paper 12 months earlier and seeing it come to fruition only because of all of the amazing people who put forth the same amount of effort. This collection of parts has come together and is working towards a singular goal. It's also amazing to see what's happened worldwide. Our parks in Japan, our park
3: in Singapore, they all do Halloween. One thing we've learned about our guests, no matter how scary you think. They always want it scarier. So we're always trying to one-up ourselves year after year after year
1: to create the best event in the world.
8: Favorite part of the process, which is the concept stuff that they were kind of alluding to in there, because that's when you know we all lock each other in a room together and we're real friendly, and then we get real angry, and then we're friendly again, and all the ideas get thrown out. We lots shout out of, of junk food is consumed. Oh, so much
1: junk. Lots food. Lots of dry erase marker <laughs> odors. We all get dilated on that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird cult that
0: we belong to.
8: Um, do we have any questions about? The creative process, the the concept of having it?
1: Yeah. How how closely do you work with Hollywood? How does Orlando work with Hollywood? You don't always have the same houses. You sometimes have different, sometimes they'll have a house that was here last year. Next year, do you just hand the plans over to them? What what do you
0: do? We're
1: fairly autonomous with with how we work. The the way they do things out in, in California is completely different, they have different um, space configurations, different limitations with their real estate, um, sound stages are different, you know, sizes. Um, also, you've got to kind of know your audience, something that might work really well in one area the it may not work well in another area in the country, so we try to do things that people will enjoy around here. Um, you've been out there most recently, so you yeah. can probably speak to that.
7: Yeah, uh, definitely. The size and the location that a certain of house is in uh, will mostly impact the design of it. And given the fact that their locations are completely different than ours. It's just um, uh, a matter of fact that the design of the house is gonna be a little bit different. Also, they like to say that if you go to Orlando, you get a whole different experience than when you go to Hollywood. So I went to Hollywood last year and it was so cool because I was so familiar with the houses here that when I went up there, it was a completely different experience. So it was really cool to have that different aspect.
8: (laughs) Yes, who thinks the scare zones are awesome. That's what (laughs) I (laughs) saying. Or answer, but it is the truth. When it comes to like getting like the rights to the partnership, it is it it varies wildly from year to year. Even if we do the same thing, because we changed our process. Uh, last year, Nick and I did the trick or treat scare zone, but that process was different this year for the trick or treat house. So even you know it, it just it really varies. It really depends on on. Who the partners are, what future plans that they may have, that you don't even know about, and those kind of things. Um, so yeah, it, it really varies. It it's me. a
1: lot of weird layers to that onion. Mean, it's like um, like Walking Dead. Like you're granted the the, the rights, the theatrical rights, to produce something that's called Walking Dead, but all those actors, they don't want their faces in it unless they're going to get paid. So you don't have a lot of face characters. So. You might have theatrical rights, but you may not have likeness rights, or you may have some different kind of thing. And I'm just glad we don't live in that world a lot. I would pull the rest of my hair
8: out. <laughs> we get to be blissfully ignorant of that. Uh, and in some of the older movies that are low-budget, they're even weirder, because since they were so low-budget, they were giving weird individual rights away to like everything just to get the funding to, to, to get their movie made. So that's a whole... I'm glad we got a legal team
1: to do all that. I won't name the house, but one year we were like, oh, yeah, let's do this house. And we couldn't find who owned it. Like, nobody could tell us who owned the movie. The people They're would be like, like we used we to we do. Yeah. But maybe they, they own it. Well, they own a the piece of it. We we're like, oh, yeah.
8: Oh, never mind. We own it. But I think they own the main character. <laughs> yeah, it gets It gets weird. Huh? who would say no to us? <laughs>
1: there, there, there are some people that don't want their stuff shown in this type of environment. Yeah, I would know, uh, not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what,
8: though. I think the no list gets smaller and smaller the more that we do. Um, I think the response to, especially the work this guy's done with the Stranger Things house shows that it doesn't matter what your story is. like We, we can bring it to life uh, so every time we have a success like that I think that makes the, that part of the job way easier. How far up do you guys have to work with IPs to secure it? Oh uh, like how long
1: is Never early, it early enough. I never yeah. early enough. Yeah. <laughs> well we were we were talking to IPs
8: earlier in the summer for next year yeah. like so we're already a week into design for next year if yeah, that video I think said something like a 12-month process that move, that video is out of date we are we are <laughs> we're at a 14 month right now so we really started having the hallway conversations yet within a couple of months ago and to be honest a lot of the things for 2019 we already started to hone down on uh, so I mean we, the answer is we try to start as soon as we can dream
2: house? Or, here I'm, uh, of it.
1: sorry what is
8: Oh, what's our dream one?
1: Steers so over a house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter what we say, it doesn't mean we're doing it. That's doesn't <laughs> <laughs> <a, that's laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it.
0: <laughs>
8: <laughs> you get, well,
1: are you done? This? Okay. All
8: right. All right. Uh, <coughs> I, the movie that got me <coughs> into horror... Um, so if budget is no constraint And size of space is no constraint um, The movie that uh, Terminal Heart as a kid Would have been Ridley Scott's Alien So if I could just rebuild the entire Nostromo And I don't need anyone to go in to put me It's just for me I'm just going to walk through And get some dude in the alien suit to hunt me It will be a great deal. Awesome and then,
0: and then a spaghetti buffet Just a spaghetti buffet at the front Oh god
7: uh, I guess for me, it would be maybe Killer Clowns as the Scare Zone, because I like I watched the movie just a couple months ago uh, in preparation for the Scare Zone. I was like, oh, this – I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the possibilities. Like, the, just the design of the fun house and of the spaceship. It was just like so many cool elements that I'm like, oh, I would love to build a model of that and something like that. Uh, the the environment that I think Killer towns created in the movie would just be so fun to see in a home house. So 2019. Right now, I,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally kind of like the the Rob Zombie aesthetic just because of you know kind of a little more brutal, gory kind of you know it's, it, it would heavy duty something like that might be kind of a new mm-hmm. I saw somewhere kind of somewhere in the back. Yeah. You guys know, were talking about like
8: the dry Race stage
1: to now this part. What
7: how?
8: the most from that stage was like the first idea
0: to like
1: how it might have been? Um, I mean the answer's a lot. Yeah. Well, like, I'll you tell, I'll tell t- you this. 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 You can yeah. tell? I, tell I them. don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there were I think two mazes that we drew up that we didn't even do this yet.
8: Dylan, take his ID now.
1: <laughs> 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 I had to draw them. Yeah. <laughs> Some some of them don't even make it because we're like, oh, well, maybe that's better for another year because we have a better idea or a better opportunity with an IP or something like that. uh, (laughs) I think uh, Slaughter Cinema from like how we
7: originally – I mean, I was like in the early concept for Slaughter Cinema and then I wasn't – he designed the maze, so he was in the actual fleshing out of the rooms. So from when we were just in the early concept of, oh, this could be – these could be cool rooms and and everything to like the final what scenes actually made it into the house. There was a lot of different changes.
8: Didn't you guys have some like like forty or fifty fake movie names or something? Well, we
1: came <laughs> of different ways. Like, yeah. like we wrote, we just wrote down names of movies we thought would be terrible. <laughs> and one of them was called Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody from
0: Detroit. Here? <laughs>
7: Room one day, because we, we had been talking about this on like a Friday, and then we weren't here or something. And so Nick and I came into the room one morning, and Charles Gray and Patrick Brailer had already come up with all these names on the board. And so we're just sitting there in the room waiting for them to come in, in the morning, and we're just like, What in the world are these? They're like, They were the wackiest. We're things. like,
1: What's Kahiti's kids?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what now we know. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
8: Um, I mean, yeah, so I think, I think for me the zone that changed the most, and this might not necessarily be the fact that like it, it, it changed a lot from the ideas and the design that Nick did. It's just the reality of what it looked like was more than I think I anticipated as we were putting together – uh, the scares zone for killer clowns out in South Street. We never, we hadn't used that space as a full transformed zone. You see, because Optimus is next to <laughs> it. Um, and, um, and then we had the ability that you know we knew the new Lagoon show was going up, and then maybe we could use some projections on the walls and stuff. And I, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Like looking at the paper, like this, this looks right. This looks good. But we just haven't done stuff in there. So my brain. Wouldn't accept what that zone was going to look like. And when all the pieces actually started to come in, I think for me that changed the most. And while you might look at the piece of paper and go, oh, that looks like that was the plan, but it just feels so much more than I think I even anticipated a, a changeover from looking at the designs.
3: Yes? Um.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of times it takes a little bit longer for the IPs to lock in, so we know a safe bet is to kind of go ahead and start developing the originals first, because we, you know, mm-hmm. the only person we have to blame if that doesn't fly is us. So. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of roll with that until all the other things get solidified. But of course, if we, you know. If we found out we were going to be doing Texas Chainsaw, we would certainly be like, "Oh yeah, take that masked chainsaw killer house out," because now we actually have you know <laughs> the real Texas Chainsaw. always <laughs> to do that.
8: But we started, we did start even the the IP process earlier this year, so this year it did feel more in step, uh, you know, as we went. And the '80s theme, I'll say, I don't that actually wasn't. I love it too. That, that wasn't like the, the plan. It that kind of happened. Uh, organically as
1: we started... Getting yes, we, that happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, it just, at some point, you're like, wait, are we're just doing? we doing the 80s armor. This is what's
8: happening. Uh, and it wasn't like something that was jumped into you know, necessarily from the beginning.
2: Those it was, it was little it was a happy surprises. I got a question. How about uh, let's pay some homage to some of the original concepts that have been developed here, and who do we have to badger at corporate and universal to get a movie made, say, about Jack's backstory or the caretaker's story <laughs> oh, or... Yes. Uh, the director's
1: backstory. I mean, let's pay homage to the originals because I think that's what you guys do best. Well, There's probably some email on the website somewhere. I, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome.
8: I would totally watch an anthology series of, of, of original Halloween Horror Night concepts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't have to convince me. <laughs> 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 the possibility that maybe one day, maybe. Uh, well, you th- I mean, never say never. I, I, have no, th- I have no idea. We make the houses, the movies, and TVs is somebody else. We don't, <laughs> we don't do those, <laughs> that's someone else. So where do
0: you get all the props? And you use them from here to here?
7: Yeah, um, so we have a big warehouse. Um, so usually when we uh, do the houses, all 10 of them, at the end of the event, we go in and we'll earmark stuff that, oh, we definitely want to save this because we can use this next year. So there's some stuff that I've seen in the warehouse like that goes back all the way to maybe the two, early 2000s. So there's some there's some pretty old stuff in the warehouse, but it's all about space. Um, we can't really keep the big giant props, even though some of them are so cool, and they're like, oh, I just want to keep that. Uh, we can't keep everything, but yeah, so the props you'll notice they go through the houses from time to time. Like there's a statue that I always love seeing in the houses. She was in the screen House uh, Resurrection in 2006, and she always pops up every year in one of the houses. And she's a beautiful statue, um, and so I, I think she's in Seeds of Extinction this year. So I like, like, I really like looking for those special props in some of the houses.
1: It is kind of funny because you guys really kind of keep us going with some of this because a lot of these people. They don't know what any of this is, but like you guys
7: will go through and be like, baby head, baby head. Yeah. Baby head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they said, they We've gotten so much use out of those baby heads. I mean, oh my gosh, they're the best.
8: Somebody actually pointed out uh, for for this yesterday. So why did you guys go with the the weird through line of the babies everywhere this year? And we were like, what? And they point out to us that there's like there's the babies and. In, uh, out here in, in Hollywood, there's stuff in Carnival Graveyard. There's stuff in uh, Slaughter Cinema. Yeah. We didn't plan that. <laughs> ba- babies are cheap. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like little people. Baby, baby doll instantly creepy too. <laughs> <laughs> that also helps. Okay. Right, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Right there the
0: <laughs>
1: Wait, off limits for us or off limits for the general public? <laughs> well, uh, that was actually, I got to work with, um, with David, and I don't remember just liberated that, but that was the second house I ever drew for Universal. And it was just kind of like the grandma and the turkey on the table. Oh my and gosh, that was so that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys talk about real stuff. I'll talk about something kind of weird and heavy. Like the way I kind of think of it is that people can't be scared and mad in the same brain. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you do something that is like overly kind of tasteless, that you can't get them back because they're thinking about that. You know, we don't, we, we obviously don't use a lot of kids in the houses and stuff like that. We did Ligerona several years ago, and it's a story about a woman who drowned her kids in the river. And we were kind of like, oh, what do we think about this? But we tried to do it in the most tasteful <laughs> way. So, but, but, you know, we obviously, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of... Uh, well, certainly the children attack you. Yes. But uh, th- that's kind of how I think of it, because it's really hard to, to keep somebody in the zone when you're mad about something.
8: I think, like, if any of us go, oh, that's too much, then that's way too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes a second guess. It might not fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that really. Once it's built and finished, we still we're still tweaking it like, all the way through.
0: Yeah,
7: but also um, we do uh, sketch models of the houses, and those really um, give us a great idea of what the finished product is going <coughs> to look like because we can actually see in the room. And this is purely just set and not how the actors are going to come out or whatnot. But we can see the entire maze in that 3D. Uh, space on the computer so it really gives us a good idea of what it's going to look like and if you're going through and you're noticing, oh, this, this feels kind of short, I'm walking through the model, let's see if I can make the path to turn a little bit <laughs> more or make it a little bit longer
1: or what can I do to make enhance the experience even even more. And, you know, obviously when we build the, the, the scenes and everything, they're pretty concrete, you kind of have to stick with that. but. Our process is very organic. Like even now, like after we open, we're like, "Hey, this this scare is not working well right here. How can we suss this up and get some props over here to kind of get people to wind a little differently?" Or you know, "Hey, this scare is not as strong as we thought it would be. Why don't we swap that out with this thing that we know?" So it's it's pretty organic as far as how we get there. We try to give the best we can, but sometimes you don't know until you see it. You know? Yeah, that's actually real applicable too to the streets because that's like
8: you just. Plan as best you can until the guests come in, because it's not like a house where you, you enter point A and exit point B. You know you can enter the streets from all sorts of angles, so those, those especially like become one. that Once the, the the guests start rolling in, you get an idea of like what works and what doesn't if you need to move or tweak anything. Uh,
3: slightly technical since you were talking about it. Uh, how big is the team that builds the models and the software, and what software are you using?
0: <laughs> uh
7: yeah there's, <laughs> certain, yeah. yeah there's uh me uh nick and Manuel cordero uh that do the majority of the house models and data do teams He's our sync
1: manager he that he did a model this year so yeah it's just just us and there's a program uh used to be on like google it's on like trimble it was called sketchup yes and uh it's actually a free program you can mm-hmm. you can download a free version of it, it doesn't quite have all the functionality but if you want to kind of simply pre-visualize something that you want to do, it's a really great way to do that. We've had a lot of success in showing an IP what their house is gonna be like sometimes by mapping all the walls with our drawings. So, you know, it's like this is exactly what you're going to see to try to get them to buy off on it, and that, that really helps a lot of people get on the same page. Yeah, the SketchUp model is my favorite part of the entire process.
7: That's the thing I love to do the most is that SketchUp model. loves rectangles. Right right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've done some three D houses over the years, and I've actually gotten because I wanted uh, to see how because there's so many graphics on all the walls to see how they're all lining up and is it looking good. So I've been able to like map the color elevations into the model, so you can, and then I put my three D glasses on and see all the three D in the computer.
1: Um, did, did anybody go through dead waters last year well when we when we first laid that out we were like why don't we try to tip the riverboat and we were like oh, that's cool and I was like what if we tip it in two directions and I was like oh yeah I had no idea how hard it was going to be and I ended up with trying to figure out how to tip it in two directions because if we would not have had a program like that we do a lot of things by hand still I don't know how we would have ever gotten it to a point where someone could build it without having a program like that to use, because it was just so, like, you know, it's tilted, but it's not, but you got to just, just get some of the model. I mean. Yeah, and
7: I will say the Dead Waters model, out of all the ones I've seen, is one of the best I've ever seen. He put so much detail into the model. <laughs> and they play it on the, on the videos, so you can kind of see some of the model on the videos, like music classes and stuff. It's a
1: really cool model. And you guys also use like Adobe yeah, you have to run. Photoshop, <laughs> we use right? Photoshop, Illustrator, you know all, all the typical kind of design software. But um, a lot of times, people are surprised that a lot of us still will do hand drafting when we're drafting all the elevations because our process moves so quickly that sometimes CAD, which we're getting better at, but sometimes CAD can look a little sterile. So we'll hand draft all the elevations so we can like put the splotch on it, you know. And, uh, I thought I'd put the juice on. It, right? Put the juice on You know, get the little the mole <laughs> under the door. So that way, every team that gets a book in front of them knows exactly what it is we're talking about. So. I'm glad there's actually
8: questions happening. I mean, this would be awkward otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever decided to do, uh, like, a like a viewer's choice, like, you know, like a survey and say, okay, take a survey and say, what do you, you know, what one would you want, and then take that and actually make it into a house? Like, to me, to this day, 13 ghosts, I would love to see that. Um, like. So you guys have like, is everybody taking part in like the surveys they send out? Yeah. Like that that stuff is actually really helpful. I mean, so like say yes when they ask if you want to participate. <laughs> um, uh, I mean that that's that's a big one. I mean, there's always. I mean, what goes with the choice of picking what to do? One, you have a bunch of fans of horror, so like we like have ideas of what we'd like to see, and then you look at what folks are saying about what you know what they'd like to see, and then of course, once it gets into reality, it's like some of the, the IP stuff we're talking about, what it can and can't do you in know, this kind of thing. Well,
1: and it, it's cool because it offers a neat challenge to us, because I would say probably five years ago, getting uh, IPs like Shining and Poltergeist might not have happened the way that they happen now, because what makes a really great movie doesn't always make a great haunted house. Like a lot of people come up uh, right, they're like, oh man, this is a great movie. And I'm like, yeah, but it takes place in the middle of space. One I mean, like, guy, <laughs> You know, yeah. but, but that's not great, you know, but of course people look at the name and they're like, oh my gosh, you gotta do Poltergeist. You know, And I was like, oh my gosh, Manuel, you can take that one. <laughs> so, so much of it is like, well, once you go through the TV, what happens? It's like, all right, so got to work on that. So it's kind of weird. We have to kind of make it be something even if the, the, the film did not address it. Uh, one of the other things was in uh, Exorcist. We, we were talking about it. like, Okay, so what is this at the root? Okay, it's demonic possession, something that – an exorcism that uh, some churches actually believe in. And then the main aggressor is a little girl, and she's tied to her bed the whole movie, and she can't get out of it. It's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> but then we have to figure out a way to make that be a haunted house that, that you can go through. It. So,
8: have you ever been through Poltergeist yet? Yeah. <laughs> That's one that when these guys, like Charles, like, hey, we're going to do Poltergeist. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so I, I couldn't figure out how you were going to do that. A ha- and the idea of entering through the pool so oh, no. brilliant. Yes. Yes. That, like, I yes. yes. love the yes. That's Vanna's working on the scare song. I get to enjoy the houses as a pantsy. The puppetry is, awesome. The puppetry is awesome. It's just, it's awesome. That skull gets people so good. Yes. I, love yeah. I love the, um, the
7: expanding hallway. Yeah. The door that expands. When I first saw that, that was so cool. That and
8: Sam disappearing at the top of the stairs yeah. and here. Oh, yeah, Two favorite yeah. things this yeah. year.
0: So cool. Yeah. Well, and then like you were talking about adding,
8: well, not adding, but interpreting the story in the way the movie didn't. The MGM was cool with like actually going into the light because you don't see that in, in the movie, so actually don't through that. And that was another thing that when I saw it, I was like, that's not going to work. It's too bright, and it's awesome. It works It's yeah. some of the best screens in the house. Like, it's cool. And then like.
1: With the guys, you know, Manuel Cordero, the set designer for it, he's like, and then we're really going to go through this thing we call the esophagus. We're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what that big damn trouble there. But when you see it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy.
8: The steak moves. I think that makes me the happiest.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the back.
7: Stranger Things, uh, it's a group uh, for Stranger Things, it was a group of three of us. It was uh, myself, David Hughes, and Patrick Braylord. And I was already a huge fan of Stranger Things. <laughs> so and I watched it multiple times. So I watched the whole series multiple times, so I already had an idea, like, oh I gotta see this and I have to see this and I have to see this. And so we basically sat down and then we like I would we'd bring up scenes that we really liked and then we'd go and we'd watch those and we'd draw it down on the board and then we'd see what worked and what didn't work um, as possibly scares. And the main focus for Stranger Things is um, the show is mildly scary. There's some scary parts, but it's also just a fun show. But we wanted to make it, you know, have that Halloween Horror element of making it scary. So we really tried to, to make sure that it was still giving the scares. So we are trying, when we decided on what scenes we wanted to do, we always wanted to make sure that something scary was going to happen in this room. So that's kind of what we did for that one and, of course, the environment, me, environments I, uh, myself and the other two designers really wanted to make sure that we saw the, the main lab room with the tank, all the iconic rooms. Of course, we have to do the alphabet wall and the buyer's house and the shed and, and the, the uh, middle school. So it was really, really cool to see and, and flesh it out
1: I think that Mike Yellow kind of coined the phrase, we say, you know, have we checked all the boxes? Because we want to do service to the movie. So, like, you know, if I love killer clowns, what are the things I have to see to feel like it was worth it? Got to have those cotton candy pods. Got to have some cotton <laughs> candy pods. <laughs> you know, but, but we try to make sure that, okay, we, we have the things that make people want to come to see it. And then, you know, if you came to Stranger Things and didn't see any kids, it probably be kind of let down. Yeah. yeah, that's actually cool because is that the first time we've done that where
8: – the kids that are in the house, they aren't scared. They're helping tell the story as it goes along as characters. Is that... Because that's very different I for me. I feel it, like it's it a yeah.
7: yeah, I love seeing the characters because I... I'm a fan of the show, so I love those characters. So every time I walk through and I see the Dustin, which is so
0: good, oh. and Will, <laughs> which,
7: who looks just like Will, and so does Joyce and living room. Yes. I'm just like,
8: oh, this is awesome. We did the audition that was specific for Strange Things look alike. And you're just like, oh, when the people would come in. It's amazing. There's still an 11. Has everybody been in the Stranger Things house? Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone not been? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil it. There's a, there's a thing that I know that it's a scare, but it still totally gets me every time because I'm staring at one of the characters so hard because they look just like they walked off the screen, and that scare gets me like every time. <laughs>
1: Is the part that you like the most the the UV element and the the glasses and stuff or what was it like yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm
8: gonna something new? Today. I, I will say, correct me if, if you guys think I'm wrong. The reason you might have seen it disappear a bunch lately is because everybody was doing a ton of it. So I think it's just I think it's a cycle thing. I, yeah. think, you'll, I think you'll see. You know, it always comes and goes and comes and goes. I think you'll you'll see stuff come back in. again. So we never say never. It's not like we were like we're not we're not doing 3D work, but just there wasn't an idea. I think that's a trick, right? You don't want to cram it. Just because you want to have it, if you don't have an idea that lends itself to the 3D, like Alex's works perfect,
1: but you know. Well, that's kind of one of those things where a lot of people would consider that a novelty type of house, and you, you want to kind of lightly get that in there when you can, but not be like, you know, I've seen a lot of really great 3D houses, you know, and it's like, you can't say, you know, you're the best at this or whatever, you know, so it's like, let's have a really good house that you'll see every once in a while instead of, uh, all of them being like that. Like the dead exposure this year was kind of our take on here's what we do with light. So that would have taken that slot of one that's more of a lighting based house, yeah, you go. Yeah.
8: Welcome.
7: <laughs> Drink the car. That was my first year. <laughs> So I saw oh, okay, so this is our ancient historian
8: <laughs> right here. <So> I had started, <laughs> <using
7: the archive. laughs> yeah. started as a huge fan of the event, so obviously I'm always like, oh, I love that house, can you please find a way to bring it back because I really want to see it again. I love those characters, so I'm definitely a huge fan of bringing some of those old ideas back in a new way. And I think to um, to your point of new people who are coming to the event that might not have ever seen a Scary Tales house or might not have ever seen the ghost town house, it's cool because you get to reintroduce it to a whole new audience. So for Scary Tales, the last time we did an official brand Scary Tales was in 2008. So that was 10 years ago. So now this Scary Tales is brought back and it's playing to a whole new audience that never got to see Scary Tales. And it's really cool, it's a cool idea, of Twisted fairy Tales. So I think there's stuff that we've done in the past that definitely works and I think the fans
1: love. So, so yeah. I think there's definitely, a, um, I think there's definitely a, a line where you walk where it's like, oh, fans are going to love this, but somebody who's never been here will still be able to understand what we're doing. It's not so like exclusive that only people who knew about that house can enjoy it. Scary tales is a fairly broad idea, so people are like, oh, I get it. They're messed up fairy tales. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of scary tales, why do you get?
7: They're, they're, okay, so why would you see, not? Why <laughs> would why, why you get that I on the I give it every time. Yeah. Back the reason uh, for that is uh, the original idea for the scene was that Humpty Dumpty was sitting up there on the ledge of the eternal.
1: Sitting on a wall. Yeah. It's yeah. The <laughs> <the> wall. <laughs> so, on wall. Yeah. on wall.
7: So the, the cannonball comes and smashes right into Humpty. And so it basically causes him to just explode everywhere. So there's actually there actually is a cannonball that's like, sitting in the fire
1: pit that he's kind is, of is there one still behind his head? There might be. Because yeah. like that is it cracked and like he like stuck to the wall and something fell into yeah. the the holes, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's partially being
7: cooked so as well. That's why they got sense, a good so. view of
1: this, but the, the king's men that come out, yeah. they're screaming because there's egg yolk burnt on their faces. You look at yeah. them, yeah. they're covered in egg yolk and they trigger, they're triggered by the biggest. Uh, well, you made that me
0: sound cool too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
8: I just, I just thought they were like
6: hunky. Oh, it got in my mouth. <laughs> my mouth was open. <laughs> I, I will
8: tell you. Uh, one of our backstage grills is near the soundstage. And then, like, I, I. we have a, our show direction team. And we've got our, our ASDs in the streets and the houses and our performance coordinators. So we always meet for dinner around 8, 30, or 9. And then, like, sitting down, you've got your meal, and you look up, and, like, four of those egg kings we come in, and they're sitting across from you with that egg pillow and you're like, I ah, can't do this. <laughs> I can't look at you. I can't walk
1: through the house. Every walk through the day, there's all the goop. And just, like, a rubbery kind of substance. But I'm always, like... <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, don't touch the prize. <laughs> oh, I'll
8: do
0: that.
1: <laughs> I a
8: question about so in Japan they have Harry Potter morning, so have
0: so
8: <laughs> <laughs> Never sing that. are you talking to us? Um, <laughs> thing never. Who knows? It all depends. If we've got a really good idea that we could pull off and, and our partnership with uh, Harry Potter is on board, maybe.
1: It's but probably tough because I hear there's no money to be made with anything Potter basically. No. <laughs> People aren't really excited about it at all. It's a shame, really.
8: I mean, as far as doing the two parks, because of the space we
1: need to do the houses, that's why this side really is the one that works. Um, yeah, and again, I never say never, but it's yeah, yeah, true. Also, if, if you look at how our event va- has grown, I mean, I think we're seeing over three quarters of a million people. I don't, it's a ton. In, in like 32 days. So, 36 you know this, like, now. Huh, 36 days now. Uh, yeah, well, how can I forget? <laughs> um, but the, you know, the streets here are really designed in a the grid. They're nice and big and open. But when you get over to uh, Iowa, a lot of those paths are not conducive for the amount of traffic that we have to try to get through. Um, again, never say never, but logistically, it also just kind of seems to work better over here. And
8: this is the original home, you know? Yes, it's true. Both have to close every yeah. and some folks don't want to do Halloween Horror Nights, so they can still go next door and they to see what's up. Alright, um, what original house would you ever want to do a sequel
2: for?
1: Like a lot
8: of people want to see an H. R. P. sequel? <laughs> does *The Slaughter* cinema, cinema feel like that? No. <laughs> oh, it, it kind of does, right? It does feel like that. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think any of the originals, right? Like, if, again, it's that whole thing of like. The hor- in the world of horror films, not houses, the worst sequels are the ones that there's like no passion behind. It's literally just, hey, uh, that worked. Grab a whole new creative team that doesn't care about it and crank crank out this movie to try and get some tickets. Cut the budget in half and let's make some money. Um, we don't want to do that, so I, I think it's if the if the good idea presents itself, then you know it's like a patient zero this year for um, uh, dead exposure. You know. The idea of being able to do a, a prequel, really, um, to the original one and, and, and bring that idea back. There was a good idea behind it, you know? As opposed to just trying to cram in a sequel or something. I'd love to see
7: a screen house. Just uh, <laughs> because I, I always thought that environment is very creepy with the morgue and the coffin. I think that's something that can creep everybody
1: out. So that'd be one for me. Oh, um, would you just wave at me? I'm just okay. <laughs> kidding. How you doing, man? I'm good. Um, the, um, I would probably like to see us go back and visit another thing like uh, Madness of Poe, because there's a lot of oh. other stories that we get, you know, eight of them, and there's a lot of other cool literature and stuff we could, you know, go even farther with, because I think that'd still be interesting. Like as successful as like Scarecrow was, if you did a sequel to Scarecrow, it's like Scarecrow Two, more people, that's <laughs> so it's more big. <laughs> So it doesn't right. have quite the same draw as, like, oh, this is intriguing. You're doing mm-hmm. a second installment. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about more potatoes. Dolls are cheap, like 50 Yeah. <laughs> Dolls are cheap and insta creepy. Yes, I know. There are two empty spaces where houses used to be. So the it possible to be, up houses in there? Oh, don't you say that? This is this is over. What what space in particular are you talking about?
7: the uh, fast and furious one anymore because the building got demolished so <laughs> that's why we uh had to do uh, physics uh, yeah we, we, we moved that house um to where uh behind men in black is so that that's the next year after that got demolished we had to build that tent to
1: fulfill the place and, the and also not to the point that it was in the 90s but um you know the the, the sound stages are still working sound stages they're not they still empty. come in and yeah. they they do commercials they do shoot films and they're still just not the rate they used to. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, alright, we're going to go in this big soundstage. stage. you're like, nope, oh, because uh, wrestling's going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, too bad, it's, so bad.
8: it's
1: not actually empty
8: space right now. Yeah, related to that, so how hard has it been to scale up from eight houses to nine houses to ten houses over the last few years? It's That's- easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah, we definitely have to start earlier. Yeah. La- last year, um, I finished uh, drawing, Stotterson Mo was the first house we designed last year, and I finished drawing the package uh, last week of October. So we have to start a lot earlier to, to come
1: Yeah, know. I think that back when I used to freelance a long time ago, we would start drawing houses around Valentine's Day, and now we have two or three already in the hopper by Christmas. Yeah,
8: yeah.
1: It's fast. And that's like, I started in
8: 25. And the speed at which you guys, or the time at which you start, has gotten so much earlier in just the last couple of years.
0: who so came and told okay. us about this <laughs>
7: uh, <laughs> uh, my passion project last year, and we had been missing the stunts at the event for a little while. And I'm like, oh, please, we got to bring these stunts back. And so I had this idea. It was wacky at first. And it, it really did evolve from that original idea. I think I just wrote down on the board, winged demon creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... And then it kind of evolved into what Fallen was. But I, Fallen was so exciting because we got to bring back those cool stunts. And then we got to do new stunts that we're actually using this year, like the clown, the planking body yeah. clown. Um, so that was really That cool. performer
8: awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's the best. <laughs> oh, I can imagine of what his abs must look like.
1: <laughs> oh, um, yeah.
8: I can I can tell you what his abs look like because like they're always no, back good. there and you're like I God I'm lazy when you see those kids it, buddy. you're like man I'm gonna go look at these kids you make me feel terrible I'm gonna get another burger
1: over here yeah, actually uh, I feel so bad for that guy that when I come through I usually have like a protein bar not to <laughs> so he catches it too it's lazy <laughs> I, th- I think we have time for like one more it's got to be a good one though it's
8: gotta be, like, you gotta know it's awesome. There's a lot of pressure. You, is it an amazing question?
1: Alright, alright, alright. You feel confident? Alright, alright, boom, hit it. Alright. So why is the Lateg what? wet?
0: We were uh you see that clock up there? We were told to wrap up at five fifteen.
8: I love it. That's how. Three two, one last question, man. There we go. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah, you should have been more confident over there. I want to know what it is. Okay, what's your question? We're gonna get to that. What's your question? <laughs> uh, so the difference between
7: that the IP house and the original house how hard is it compared to pulling scenes
0: from what like, the movies that you easily see and having to envision what you want in the original house? Ooh, that's good. That's good. good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Yeah, That's it, the, really the good.
7: IPs can be – one, it's easy because you kind of already have the design already. The so, Say, for instance, the buyers House. That design's already done. I don't have to think about what I'm going to draw. It's already there for me. I just have to replicate it. But at the same time, there's the wallpaper, which was definitely a challenge to find that wallpaper. It took months to find the wallpaper. Just looking through every single floral wallpaper it, I can find. So I finally found it. Um, wow. And then there's like wood paneling in the house that's from the 1970s that nobody has in their house anymore. Nobody wants it. So it's like tracking that wood paneling down and making it look authentic and then it's not in stock anywhere. So you have to go through all these different hoops of, oh, can it, can it be delivered by the time we yeah. got it? the house It's done. quite so an investment
1: yeah. to yeah. try to make it look just like the film. We kind of consider it a challenge because so many people know exactly what it looks like. So it's like how do we make it look exactly like that? But the cool thing about it is like famous scene in Halloween Kills the guy. You know, the ghost. You see that kitchen a lot, but you never see that other wall. So it's like, hey, you never saw this. This is I'm gonna have a, a knife walk here with one of the
8: knives busy because you didn't see that in the movie, and that's what I was made up. Yeah, and then for like on the original side, it's a blast because you're literally yeah. making your own original horror movie. You know, uh, that's yeah, that's that is the best part of the job, as well as watching people scream in houses yeah. and. Experience yeah. that. <laughs> I'll answer it. Yeah. All right, so Bill and Ted, was coming. So here's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Bill and Ted, uh, we don't know what they're Turn gonna off do. Turn all your recording yeah. devices. We, we don't know what they're gonna do film-wise. It seems like they're talking about they're doing the third one or whatever, or Whatever that, that was in Entertainment Weekly or whatever. Um, but for us, we actually got to do something that you don't usually get to do in a theme park. And when it was just time to go, okay, we need to wrap this thing up to a close and then challenge ourselves to to move forward. Because uh, 26 years ago – or 27 now, I guess uh, – they had this idea to go, well, let's do this Bill and Ted thing. And then it became a tr- tradition, right? So, so like as we try to develop the, the next wave of tradition. But here's the thing also with Bill and Ted. Because we actually got to finish it – and then we knew it was the end, and Jason Moore, the show director, got to actually write a script that completed the story and then wove it back into the first two films. Uh, we actually got to end it and say goodbye. And I would argue that all of your favorite stories that you ever grew up with, they're great because they end they have a beginning, they have a middle, and they have an end.
1: Like we actually got a, to do I, I like that. Sopranos. Is uh,
8: that is a beginning, a middle, and a... <laughs> <laughs> Quick, cut off the lights! <laughs> yeah. Thank you all very, very, very much. And we get to do it because you guys come out here and check out all this stuff and love it. So thank you so much. And
1: if you really like it, make sure you keep telling people because then maybe they'll buy passes and they'll, uh, you know, passes. Yeah, thank good.
5: Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys but I just don't know how to do it <laughs> well then you're in luck there are now two ways for you to be able to support us the first is by going to our spreadsheet page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash network. here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do the other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward Disaster disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support. of the After Dark Podcast Network.